On this episode of the No BS Podcast, we continue our series of NFL offseason previews. This episode, we'll be doing the NFC East, featuring the New York Giants, Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, and, and the newly renamed Washington Commanders. We'll get our takes on what we foresee in the NFC, NFC East this offseason, as well as their future going into the 2022 season. Also, we don't normally talk about pop culture all that often, but this is a, a big day because the Batman did come out, so you will be getting our fresh reviews for what we have to say about the Batman. We have some very interesting takes that, that we cannot wait to share with you. This is the No BS Podcast. I'm Shay. I'm Ben. I'm Michael. Thank you all for, for joining us. So spring break is upon us. Um, spring break actually just started today, so... So nevertheless, we still we are still committed to bringing you all amazing content, and that is not that is not going to stop, even though it is now spring break. So, guys, let us get into the to our next division of NFL previews, starting with the NFC East. Um, obviously, you know the NFC East is widely considered to be the worst division in football by far. Um, They've had a di- they've had a different division winner every single year. This goes this goes back years and years. There's never been a back to back division winner. Oh three oh four. Oh three oh four, Michael. Thank thank you so much for bringing that up. It's been it's oh three oh four since we've had a back to back division winner. So so as bad as the division has been, it is it surely has not been predictable. So guys, let's start with this division. First, we'll start off with this division. This year's division winner, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this is a team where you'll love them or you hate them. Hate them. Hate them. I, 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 will, I will third that and say I, I hate them as well, especially being a Giants fan. And believe me, we'll get to my Giants here in a bit. Um, but, but these Cowboys, I don't know what to make of them because they have the talent to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> but, but no – but – for the last 26, 27 years, they've always found a way to come up short. And I don't understand how, no matter what you do, you still can't seem to get it right. But the one common denominator in all this is one person, Jerry Jones, who, no matter what he does, just can't seem to get out of his own way. Well, that's the reason that they haven't done anything is because Jerry's the mastermind behind it and his ego is bigger than freaking Mount Everest because he's continuously been the guy in charge ever since he bought the team in like the 80s or 90s or whatever he, whenever he bought it like he, he's always been the GM he's been the guy that has found sand and different things and like he just he's continued to get in his own way you know the love affair he had with Tony Romo and then he didn't want to draft offensive linemen he wanted to direct John Menzel over Zach Martin. Let's not forget that. Like, he has this huge ego. And then that's the reason why they're not going to do anything as far as I'm concerned. Because I don't see how, like, despite all the talent, like, they don't have the structure in place. He's always going to want to be the one that gets all the credit. You know? I think a big example of that is, like, when they were talking about Sean Payton possibly going to the Cowboys, you know, in, like, a year or two years, whatever. Like, he didn't, like, downplay that. He didn't, like, commit wholeheartedly to Mike McCarthy just because, like, Jerry pulls the strings and he, if whatever he can do to, like, 
build up the Cowboys brand as much as he can to like make them know to be known as like the premier team, America's team, quote unquote, which I think is ridiculous. Uh, he's gonna do it. So I don't like it's Saturday night football. I think with I think with Jerry too, this goes all the way back to when he fired Barry Switzer and then he brought in Jimmy. And even though the Cowboys won with Jimmy, you know, that was Jerry's ego that, that got in his way, that 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 what that made him that made him let Barry go. It's also the reason why Jerry got fired too. It's not really that. His, the whole ego of Jerry. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy yeah. got fired. Jerry because Jimmy was winning Super Bowls, he was getting the credit, he's like, Okay, you're getting the credit, so I have to fire you now, you know, like just Jerry. Exactly. Jerry won. wanted all the credit. Yeah. And um, you know, I don't agree with Stephen A. Smith on much, but the one area we can't agree more is that the Dallas Cowboys oh, are yeah. a perpetual accident that, waiting to happen. That's my favorite yep. thing that I love when he trolls Cowboys fans, especially as the, the he he had a montage of like the Cowboy fans after they lost this year to the Niners. Dude, I was laughing. So I hard. I saw that. That was so funny. That was hilarious. Especially 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 as a Giants fan who hates the living hell out of the Cowboys and their fans, like like. As I know, I know this sounds bad, but I, but, but I, I actually get pleasure out of seeing cowboy fans miserable, uh, specifically about the cowboys. Nothing else, just about the cowboys. It's just so funny how they they're like, oh yeah, Super Bowl every year, isn't that like, like talent is never the issue of the cowboys. Just, there's always extra. And the factors. most annoying thing about their fans too, literally five minutes after they lose, they'll be like, oh yeah, we're winning the Super Bowl next year. Mm-hmm. You know it, right? And and and, it, and I'm just like, yeah, you've been saying that for the last 26 to 27 and years. Now they're like going on about, oh yeah, we're gonna get Sean Payton next year, blah blah blah. So you, you almost had him in 2019 and you blew away. Yeah, it, it, it was so funny. It's just, it's so funny to see them just struggle. I, I I predicted it too. Like I predicted that they would not win a playoff game just because I knew like there was going to be so many factors. So the way they lost it to you was hilarious with the whole like oh yeah McCarthy blowing the that was a typical ca- that was just typical and Cowboys a QB draw 40 seconds left that's just hilarious no honestly what I don't get about the Cowboys is obviously this is all hindsight but 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 if this was what was going to happen you might as well have just kept Jason, Jason Garrett you might as well yeah pretty so, much Benny any thoughts you have on Dallas pretty much what you guys just said uh, they had the talent, but the structure is just not there. They did. There was a report that they're leaning towards releasing Amari Cooper, so that's kind of big. Which seems interesting because because they just signed him a year ago to a hundred million dollars. Whoa, that was a stupid. Twenty deal. million a year, and a year later, you're cutting the guy. That's a stupid deal. I I doubt they're gonna get any trade for him because like once people know, no. once, once people know that you want to get rid of him, they have there's no reason for them to want to trade. So no, you'd be stupid too. And plus, they have Gallup, who's a, a free agent. CD Lamb, who CD Lamb, who who does like dropping passes, yeah. albeit. So we'll see what happens with that. But. All right, so that's it for the Cowboys. Um, let's let, let's go to the Philadelphia Eagles next. Um, th- this team surprised many people, including myself. Many coming in, many many in the media thought that this team was gonna was, was gonna be dead last. This team was rebuilding. Um, they were starting fresh completely with Jalen Hurts at, as the bona fide starter. Um, this team had a very interesting set of skill position guys, um, so, 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 some older and younger guys on, on the defense. Um, Mike, talk to me. What do, you, what do you see with Philly? Philly has potential, I think, going forward. Um, I know there's always going to be questions until, like, 
he completely proves Dara's wrong about Jalen Hurts and his like long term future there. Um, their GM Harry Roseman said again at the at the draft combine that that he's going to be starter for twenty twenty two. So I don't have a reason not to believe that's the case. But at, like again, like the thing with Jalen Hurts is that he's so similar to just like guys like Kyler Murray to Lamar Jackson, like who like who are more you think more of them as runners and as passers and I mean he, again he had a great end of the season you know he brought him to the playoffs and then uh, obviously taking over Carson Wentz uh, two years ago that was a huge boost for them towards the end of the season so I mean I like I like Hurts' potential I think the question is like long term can he prove that he is the guy for them and also the fact they they, they need to get receivers in the worst way man like it's becoming really disgraceful i think just to see them go through guys like nelson Aguilar, jj 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 arcega whiteside no 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 arcega whiteside that's how they say it yeah going through him rager oh my god let me start dealing rager's like dealing rager's like you're required i'm just gonna say that rager i love that guy rager um They've had a bunch of other. Keith I think Matt, Shea could catch better. They, 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 you could catch better than that. They've, they've just. Well, I know I can. I'm a good catcher. They, right? not, no, you're not. They've just completely flailed on so many receiving options. I mean, like they had Ashwin Jefferson when they won Super Bowl, but like, he yeah. wasn't like. Think about that. You took you took Jay, you took Jalen Rager one pick ahead yeah, of Justin Jefferson, Jefferson. Who, won, who won Offensive Rookie of the Year. I. I just, so I remember the, there was a clip and the Vikings were surprised by that. Yeah, bro. Really? They didn't take Justin Jefferson? It made too much sense. Like, nobody thought Rager was going to go ahead, Jefferson that draft. So, they, they just they need to get that right. Um, no, no. honestly, the way I see it, like, I'm, I'm still shocked Howie Roseman's there. I, I I don't understand how he hasn't been fired. To me... You and me both, brother. To me, that's the one... But to me, that's the one change that I expected, uh, at, at least, if not a year ago, it, 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 like, more so a year ago. But I'm still shocked that that dude has a job, specifically in Philly. Yeah. Because he's gotten it wrong so many times. And honestly, out of the two, I would have chosen Doug Peterson, just, just personally. But... Yeah, I mean, it, it's... Again, that was a power struggle there, whatnot. Peterson wanted one thing, Rose wanted the other thing. So he is there, I think, just obviously they gotta build on the playoff run, you know, they gotta build a foundation. They lost Braden Brooks to retirement, he's one of their better offensive linemen. Um, their defense is improving, but it's not like I, I wouldn't put it like your your two best your two best players on the defense are getting up there in age. Yeah, that, that's like Fletcher Cox is getting up there. Brandon Graham and then Brandon Graham and then your secondary is still a mess. So they need to improve the secondary. There's still a lot of things they have to improve on to really be like bona fide contenders. For the I'll, I'll be honest too. I'm still I'm I'm still not sold on on Jalen Hurts being the long term. No, I, I'm not either. I'm not either. Like I think there's like, there's just guys like so many different guys they can go after like, like Russell Wilson they can go after Aaron Rodgers like they have a capital for Aaron Rodgers like there's there's a lot of different guys I think will be better served but I mean I, I guess I can't really fault them that much for like saying like we still believe in Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. at least for one more year but but I think they have to show improvement though they have to show improvement like they, they, they squeaked in as the seventh seed this year so they can't just make it to playoffs and have a 
first round exit like they did last year. Right. Gotta like show some improvement. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, Benny, any final thoughts for on the Eagles before we move forward? I like the Eagles. I think um, they probably they probably have the best chance to win the East out of all these teams. Um, I think they. We'll get to I, that I like, in a bit, but uh, yeah, I, I like Hurts. Um, I mean, I guess that's the only thing I like about them because the receivers are trash. Devontae obviously is the exception. Except, except for Devontae Smith and Goddard. Who you benched a lot. Like Goddard. Let's not forget that. He went no, off don't go. Bench. No, don't go. Well, <laughs> he some, went off. When I started him, he get like yep. two points. It was reverse. Man. It was reverse. When you benched yeah, him, he so went We're off. not going to go there, but I, I, I like the Eagles. And Goddard. Devontae and Goddard are the yep. only two guys that we have for, for weapons. Can't forget Boston Scott. Boston, no one gives two craps. Hey, 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 Boston Scott's a legend. Okay, don't sniff Boston Scott. He's a legend. Kenneth Gainwell is where it's at, brother. <laughs> Kenneth Gainwell, Miles Sanders. Oh, Sanders is horrible. Wait, Miles sorry. Sanders fumbles a lot. What are you talking about? Don't, don't get me started on Miles Sanders, bro. All right, go ahead, Shane. All right. All right, next team in the East that we're going to talk about, the newly renamed Washington Commanders. My God, I, I, I still can't gauge the fact that they're called the Commanders now, so... All right, uh, Ben. I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with you. Talk to me about the Commanders. How, how are you feeling about them? I like the Commanders. I think um, Taylor Heineke. I mean, I, I'm a fan of Taylor Heineke. Do not say that. Do, do not I, do not lie to the general. I'm public. not lying to the public. You are right? lying to the American public um, by saying that. Terry McLaurin. They do. They have something special. You're, you're, you're boring yourself with this take. You're <laughs> yawning at your own take. I mean, they, 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 they do have something special in Terry McLaurin and Chase Young. So uh, they have two good core pieces, and I think if they build around that, they can be really good. Mike? Yeah. Um, Washington Commanders, I do like them a lot. They obviously need a quarterback. That's pretty much it. Like, I think they have everything else, to be honest. I think they have the defense to compete in the NFC. You know, Chase Young, obviously, is the centerpiece of that. But you have guys like Jonathan Allen, uh, Montez Sweat. Like, those guys are promising um, on the defensive line. And then I think their secondary is improving a little bit. So, like, I think just another year together with that group will help. And then offensively, they do have the weapons. Like, Antonio Gibson is proving to be a solid running back for them. Terry McLaurin, we know what he can do. Like he's had a bunch of hundred yard receiving games last couple of years. So the quarterback is really the only thing that they have not gotten. And uh, there's a report out there today that they request uh, they try to get Russell Wilson again back to back years, and the Seahawks turn him down. So it shows how serious they are about getting that quarterback. But I, I do think like if they are able to get like a solid high end quarterback, like a, a Russell Wilson or a Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers, like that could put them at the top of the division. I don't know the ceiling for them, but like the, at least division wise, they would win. I think. Well, no, like this isn't a hard division to win, and um, this team, this team, I'm gonna admit I don't understand them because, you know, you have a lot of good talent. Your quarterback position, you s- still can't seem to get right. Because you're because because your last because you got because you brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick, everybody said that was gonna be the greatest thing. Hey, I heard week one, never played. He he never he, he never played it down for that. And then Taylor Heineke, everybody was hyping him up ever since ever since the playoff game against Tampa a year ago. 
he fell flat on his face, you know, and so you have a lot of good talent, but just, you know, I'm not sold on this team actually being competitive with Dan Snyder as the owner. Yeah, I was going to say that next. Yeah, I think it just, as long as Snyder's in charge, I don't see them having anything meaningful. Because a fish rots from the head down, saying goes, and he's he's a huge problem. I don't, I don't care if they say that his wife is running things now. Like he's, he's a presence there. He's, because if I'm being honest, he's the worst owner in all the sports. Uh, I wouldn't go that. I mean, I think there's worse ones out there, but at least for NFL-wise, he's, he's, a, he's a monstrosity. He, 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 like, there's just so much that he doesn't do correctly. And then, like, his fucking ego. I mean, it's not like Jerry Jones' ego, but, like, in terms of, like, scandal-wise, like, that's, like, left and right. There's a new scandal. Like, there's, mm-hmm. there was a cheerleader thing, and there was a new one that came out recently. The one that when they had the team name of unveiling, like, it was just... Snyder has to go, I think. Until, his, until he sells the team, they won't have anything meaningful, regardless if they have Rivera as a head coach. Or a good defense, good quarterback, whatever the case. They won't do anything meaningful. That's what I think. Ben, any final thoughts on the Commanders before we move on? No, I said what I, I said. He did say what he said. And it was ridiculous. All right. Final team in the NFC East. My New York football giants. Oh, boy, if I've been waiting for this one. Okay, so I'm going to start with this one because, because this team, um, being a fan of this team has been a lot ever since we won our last Super Bowl back, back in 2012. Um, obviously, that Super Bowl was against Tom Brady, our second against Tom Brady and the Patriots. Two of the greatest memories as a sports fan I have as a kid was watching both Super Bowls and us be- beating Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in the biggest game. Um, with Eli Manning, the true GOAT, who, no, get out of here. Who, 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 who outplayed Tom Brady when it counted most. No, he didn't. And as someone who loves Tom Brady, Eli got the best of him in both games. So, 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 so <laughs> I will, I will always remember Eli Manning for that. I have his autograph sitting right above me, so I will always remember that. Um, He's telling lies. But, 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 getting back to where we are now, um, the Giants have been an absolute mess in recent memory from. From the way Tom Coughlin's tenure ended in New York to Ben McAdoo, how that ended, the benching of Eli Manning. You know, Eli Manning did not deserve to go out the way that he did. And then Pat, and then Pat Schurer and Dave Gellman coming in. That regime, you know, initially it seemed hopeful, and then it quickly fell off the train tracks. From bad free agent signings to bad draft picks to getting us into salary cap hell, to bringing in Joe Judge, who, for most of his tenure, I liked him. I liked his old-school technique. But at the end of last season, once he went on that... that I, th- I think it was an 11-minute-long tirade to the media, I said, this guy's got to go. Like This organization needs to clean house completely which is exactly what we did we brought in joe shane to be our general manager i love listening to i love listening to him speak because because it sounds like he actually knows what he's doing unlike dave gettleman who in my opinion should never have been our general manager in the first place and only was because he had he had the connection to the giants because he used to work here before he got the job in carolina so i love what joe shane is doing thus far we've released 
Kyle Rudolph and Devontae Booker thus far. Um, sad to see those guys go, but obviously we got to get under the salary cap, and we're, we're going to have to seriously reset our team um, because obviously we need to get back in the business of winning football games, which is what this organization should be doing. And so we've brought in Brian Dable to be our head coach, who has an amazing resume. I love, I love Dabes. I think he's going to do an amazing job as our head coach. He seems like great leadership material. Um, and I think one of the biggest things, too, is from the coaching standpoint, is I feel like our offense is going to get back to where it should be because, because it's been over two years since we scored 30 points in a game. That's bad. So... I, so for once as a Giants fan, I feel like we're going where we should be, and I'm actually very optimistic for our future, and I, and I haven't been able to say that in a very, very long time. So, I'll, so Mike, talk to me. How are, how, are you, how are you looking at the Giants? Oh, boy. Uh, well, trying to be non-biased with it, I... They, they got it right, the head coach and GM hires. Um, as a Pats fan, I can't stand the Giants, but I do think that they got it right with the hires. Dave Ball is a great mind. He saw what he did with Josh Allen. He won championship at Alabama when he was with Nick Saban. He's had experience working with two, uh, you know, like different types of quarterbacks. And so I think it all just comes down to Daniel Jones and, like, I think there's zero question that this is a make or break year for him because, you know, the offense was anemic completely last season. You know, no one was ever gonna forget the back-to-back QB sneaks on second and third down when they were inside their own five-yard line to end the season. Shea is gonna remember that forever because that was so bad. Um, At that point, Joe Judge had to go. Yeah. So the fact that they, 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 they just, I can't even get, we can even get into that forever, but. He's going to have an offensive-minded coach in Brian Dable, and he's going to have a good offensive-minded coach. He's also going to have Mike Kafka, who came over from Kansas City. So that's two very solid offensive minds that he's going to work with. So if he cannot get it done with those guys you know, overseeing the offense and like working with him every day to improve, I think you, know, you have to move on for, 20, for 2023 because – there's really no excuse at all for Daniel Jones to not have a good year because he's got a he's got he has the weapons. Like the Giants are not locking weapons at all. They have Saquon Barkley, they have Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. Like these are not like bums. I think one of the biggest weapons. things that's frustrating me about this team too is that it's not that we haven't had the talent; they're just being used incorrectly. Like 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 they're like. Like, like this is where good coaching comes in because you know you got to get the most out of the talent that you have, and you know Pat Shore, you know Pat Shore didn't do that. Joe Judge certainly didn't do that. So, so, so I, I think I think Brian Dale and his staff gets it back on track. Benny, what say you? Yeah, I uh, I like Brian Dable, and uh, you know the Giants definitely have the talent. I think it's what you said. They definitely just have to utilize the pieces right. Like Kenny Galladay was not utilized right at all. And you should know about Kenny. He's a former lawyer. I yeah. love Kenny Galladay. And Kadarius Tony was not utilized that well. So like Saquon, the list goes on and on. So they definitely have the talent. And I think, you know, now with the, the right coaching and the right hires that they've made, they can uh, – they can – 
go to the next level. I think one of the biggest things that Joe Shane has said thus far that I that I loved hearing from him, and, and and I think this is the right philosophy to go for, is compete for today, build for tomorrow. And I and especially for where this team is at, I could not agree more with that sentiment. And I know with Joe Shane's resume, he's going to do the right thing from a front office standpoint. And I know with Brian Gittle's resume, he's always going to put us in the best position to win football games. So. We'll go ahead and leave it at that because we have a very exciting topic to talk about that we are all ready to discuss because tonight we just saw the Batman. It just it it, it just released officially. We 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 just got back and we're recording this shortly after we, we got back. So our thoughts are very much fresh in our minds. We have a lot to discuss. So so Benny, you are the resident Batman lover here. I, I I know you've been sitting here anxiously waiting 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 to discuss this. Spoiler warning for for, for anybody listening. Yeah, we'll try not to spoil, but spoiler but, but, warning. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely spoiler warning for, for for anybody listening. If you haven't seen the Batman yet, I would recommend clicking off now and going to see it, and then coming back because because this discussion will contain spoilers and obviously I and obviously we don't want to spoil y'all's enjoyment of the movie. So, Benny, I'm going to start with you. You've been anxiously waiting to talk about this movie ever since we got back. So, talk to me. What do you think of it? Oh, it was absolutely phenomenal with an F. Wow. Phenomenal with an F. That that that's 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 saying something. It was like <laughs> Not, 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 not with a P, but with an F. Not with a PH, but with the that, F. That, that, it was problem. like, oh, I just, it was, it was incredible. Like, I, you know, I, I knew like the, what people said before that it was like a masterpiece and all this, but actually seeing it, like, I can 100% guarantee say that like it is a, it's a 15 out of 10. Like it is unbelievable. Robert Pattinson absolutely killed it as Batman and I'll say Batman because there wasn't a ton of Bruce Wayne which I personally liked you know it's a Batman movie I agree with that um, you know there was some Bruce Wayne but it wasn't like it was majority Batman and I I, I, I really liked that and, and I only saw the Batman once so far but Robert Pattinson is up there as like top, top Batman Obviously, Bruce Wayne, it might be a little different, but Batman, he, he, he's up there. And just everyone, every, all the actors killed it. Paul Dano as the Riddler, just absolutely, I mean, probably the greatest villain since Heath Ledger of any um, comic book villain or any villain ever in a movie. And I'll, I'll, I'll say that right now. I, he just... He was so menacing, and, and, you know, I never really looked at the Riddler like that as someone, you know, I just looked, I, I kind of looked at him like a joke before yeah, this movie, no, like, aha, uh-huh, here's my riddles, aha, uh-huh. and, like, they made this Riddler just so, like, it was, a, it was like a horror movie. Um, the first scene, I mean, it definitely just sets the tone of the whole movie. It was, it was incredible. Uh, I just, I. Uh, it was amazing. I no, like I, 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 I'm stumbling on my words because it, it's just. Nah, 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 it was amazing. It was it was amazing, and like we've, I've wait, I've waited so we, long. We okay. You we can get to you later, Shay. <laughs> I've waited so long for like. 
a good Batman movie, and like I've never been this hyped about a movie since forever. Um, and it was it was just it was incredible. Mike, I am in total agreement with Ben because I thought that was one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Just because there was so much depth to it, like you know, they really made advantage of the three hours length of it. Um, I thought that. Uh, I'll just add one thing. Okay. It, it did not feel like three hours. No, yeah, I agree with that. I didn't. No, it was. I, I was invested with it. I thought that. Early on, the pacing was kind of slow a little bit, but then it kind of picked up to like normal speed, and it really got to like exciting stuff. Um, I agree with Ben. Like Robert did a really good job, like encompassing the brooding side of Batman. You know, like he really took things like seriously in that role. You can tell he put a lot of preparation into it when he was preparing to be Batman, and uh, it, it was just there was so much great things about it man like i thought catwoman especially was really good in her role uh the fact that, that they had so much like uh what's the word? they had so much variety that's the word they had so much variety to the different types of things they did like the fight scenes were good like, like they, they were all the same way uh they made i mean i knew about uh carmen falcone a little bit but he was like i think they magnified like the level of influence that he had again like knowing what i knew what I, what I knew before about him from like other batman stuff i think they did a really good job like kind of just making it that he is the true like mastermind behind gotham's crime and everything so i thought it was really nicely done and then that final fight scene bro like, like that that was just all sorts of amazing the fact that they had it like the freaking whole city is going underwater, it's being flooded, and then the fact that he has to fight like 20, 30 copies of Rid of uh, the Riddler. Riddler thugs, yeah. Yeah, the, the Riddler minions or whatever the case, like he had to fight all of them, and then the fact that he was like almost half dead at one point when he got hit. So, just there's just so much like about the movie. Like, you, you really have to see it for yourself to truly like understand like how well done it was, like the, this, the fight scenes, the, the depth of the characters and everything like that. There's just so much to love about it and it was just so original. I personally enjoyed the Riddler's, uh, Riddles too, personally. I thought like a lot of it, like I mean, I, like Ben said, like I think in past iterations of the Riddler, it was kind of like silly, the character, the villain himself, like it was just kind of like a joke villain, but for the purposes of this movie, they made him into like, I think the perfect guy to like, kind of tear into Batman a little bit and kind of, you know, get to the core of, like, what a villain should be in Gotham City. So I thought they did a really good job of that. So it was a great movie overall. I definitely get, understand why it was, like, so highly rated going into the theaters because it was just fantastic. I definitely would give it, like, a 10 out of 10, 9, 9.5 out of 10. All right. Um, well, I definitely have a lot to say about this movie because because Ben and I are both big Batman fans. Um, ben Ben's favorite superhero is Batman. My personal favorite is Spider Man, but Batman's a close second. Um, but no, but no, there was definitely a lot of hype going into this movie. And um, going back a few years ago when Robert Pattinson was first cast, I was very very skeptical because I was just thinking like Robert Pattinson isn't this the same guy from Twilight? So there was a lot of skepticism around Robert Pattinson as Batman, but once trailers started coming out, once we started seeing more of him, people began to be like, okay, like, 
this is really promising. And, and I, I got on that hype train too. And from the moment Robert Pattinson first stepped in as Batman, he stole the show. Um, this was definitely the kind of Batman movie I feel like we needed because we've never had like a true detective Batman movie, which as great as movies like The Dark Knight, Batman Begins are, we've, ne- we've never seen what Batman really is at his roots, which especially in his early days, which is the detective. You know, kind of like what we see in the Arkham games, kind of like what we see in like, you know, Batman animated series. We've never seen that in live action on the big screen, and I'm so happy that we were able to see that this time around. Um, obviously, the cinematography was spectacular. Um, you know, I thought, you know, you know, Paul Dano's Revoir, amazing. This was a this is this is a new take on a new take on the Riddler that I actually really liked. I did too. Yeah. Um, he definitely sold me as Riddler, but like his own Riddler, similar, to, like 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 I like I'm not saying he was good as Heath Ledger's Joker, but 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 similar to how like he was amazing, but in his own way. Yeah, I think like just quick, quickly to interject for a second, like. I think all the past iterations of the Riddler that we've seen, whether it's, like, through, like, TV shows or comics, like, he would have, like, a green tuxedo with question marks on it. He would have, like, a, a cane, you know. Yep. Um, you know, he would have, like, a silly voice or whatever. And But this version, he was, like, straight up. He was, up, like, a serial killer. He was just straight up, like, like a serial yeah. killer. Just, like, straight up, like, like a black, all black. He had literally tape around his whole head. Then just the glasses, like... That was like that was just like mm-hmm. um I really I think I set set the tone right away the fact that because like because at first I was like I didn't know who that was because I wasn't used to seeing uh, Riddler like 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 that like look at that way to be. I remember initially when when, I, when we first saw Riddler's costume I was just like really this is the Riddler yeah no so but but that, that's credit to the director credit to the actor everybody involved with the movie to make it like such a profound no no yeah absolutely absolutely you know again Robert Pattinson killed it I really like Zoe Kravitz um, I have my skepticism going going in for her but she definitely she definitely did a great job I want to be honest Jeffrey Wright is as Jim Gordon just didn't do it for me. You know, just, just, you know, just, he, 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 I just don't feel, like, Jeffrey Wright's a good actor. I just don't feel like he captured the essence of Jim Gordon the way I, I would expect somebody to. You know, like, like, like even J.K. Simmons and, and the Snyder Cut, like, like, to me, he captured the essence of Jim Gordon. Just, 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 for me personally, just, just Jeffrey Wright just didn't, do it for me. I feel like you know, like, like if this movie, like if this, like if this movie could go on to become a franchise, then, then you know, I'd be interested to see what they, what they do with Jim Gordon going forward. I think the, I think the, the roots are in place for it to possibly be a sequel based on based on the ending. Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, and 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 to get into minor spoilers, um, at the, during the ending battle. We, we we basically get no man's land, which is basically when Gotham is cut off from from the rest of the mainland, and 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 and, ba- and basically all the crim and basically all, all the criminals are left to just like seize control of Gotham and and complete anarchy and chaos. So that was definitely cool to see. Um, I think probably one of the things I love the most about this movie was just how was just how 
every time Batman was on the screen, you were absolutely terrified of him. Because because while while you while you know he, while you know Batman won't kill anybody, you know, outside of that one limitation, you have no idea what he's going to do. And I think that's what made him so menacing and Michael G Michael Giacchino's score was absolutely brilliant. You know, every time Batman's theme came on, I got absolute chills. And then probably I think my favorite scene was when was when Batman is chasing Penguin in the Batmobile. That that was fun th- to watch. Th- that that was my favorite scene. And, and, and then and then and then and then and then hearing the Batman theme as he, as he's walking up to Penguin, and then you can see how Batman's upside down walking toward him. That gave me absolute chills. That was amazing. Um, in the end, though. Um, I, I did have some minor com- complaints with the film, j- just just personal things. So 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 at the end of the day, um, I would give this movie a nine out of ten. Um, got, um, guys, if you had a, if you, if, you, if you all had to rate the movie out of ten, what would you rate it? Yeah, I I, I give it a nine and a half. I'm gonna say ten. I'd probably say nine and a half, ten, like in, in that range. But yeah, definitely it was very high up on me. All right, so. Quick, quick follow-up question, then we'll, then we'll wrap this up. Out of every live-action Batman that we've seen, where, A, where does the movie line up in terms of that? And where does Robert Pattinson's portrayal of Batman line up? Oh, jeez. Um, I was asking Ben to choose between, like, the Lions and Michigan. Yeah. Do it. Um, oh, man. I, I, I can't... I, it's not fair to compare them, but because I, I mean, these are all. This one's so different than any other Batman. Rank them. Okay, I'll say. Okay, I'll throw in this criteria. Order them by which one you by by the by the one you feel captures the essence of what Batman is the most. I'd say this one. This one for sure. Um, you got the detective side, the ruthless side. There, I mean, there really wasn't a ton of Bruce Wayne, which I personally liked. So I'm going to say this one is number one for, for capturing the essence of who Batman really is. As terms, in terms of, like, the films, um, uh, I'm going to say 1A and 1B is, is the Batman in the Dark Knight. I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to say. All right, I'll, I'll go next on this one. Um... In terms of where Robert, Robert Pattinson ranks, um, I would say for me, I I would say for me, it's kind of what it, it, I would I would say. I can't give a definitive order right now, but my top two are him and him and Ben Affleck, just because I feel like they do a great job of portraying what Batman is, but in their own way, because because because. because Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson, because you gotta keep in mind too, these are like two, two like different like ages of Batman. You have like the younger detective Batman and Robert Pattinson versus you have the older, you know, Justice League Batman with Ben Affleck. So um, those are definitely my top two Batman portrayals for sure. Um, and I, I love them both in terms of the films. Um, oh boy. 
Uh, I would say... I don't, I don't think it's better than The Batman Begins, which is, I think is the best Batman film, personally. Um, I would say... I would say I have a third behind The Dark Knight. That, that, that would be where I would rank it. Mike, how about you? Well, I have not seen many Batman films. The only other Batman, only other Batman film I've seen is the one versus Superman, and I can definitely tell you that this movie is better than that one. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I've only seen like snippets of like other Batman movies, but I haven't seen a full one. But I did like Affleck's Batman when he when he was acting. Um, I think just the like, in totality, like I think Robert did a really good job of like showing like, what ba- a true Batman should be in terms of like him being a detective, him, you know, understanding like what it means to wear that, that cowl and like how to be like putting the fear of life into other villains and stuff like that. My favorite part is supposed to just like the whole like living in the shadows thing where you can like hear him walking in the mm-hmm. shadows. Like that was super cool. I think that was a nice trick. So I, I did like the one line he had where, where it's like, I don't live in the shadows, I am the shadows. Yeah, that, that, was, that was really well done, I think. That was really good. So, so yeah, that, 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 that's going to that's gonna do it for us. Guys, final thoughts. Michael, start with you. Uh, my final thoughts are non-sports related. Um, it is going to be the halfway point of the semester once we come back from break. And I'm looking forward to just over the next couple of days, you know, throughout the next week, just kind of recharging because I've just been so busy with the team, with my internship, and it would be nice to kind of just have some lazy time, you know, not having to worry about like submitting assignments or whatever, just being a bit lazy and just enjoying my alone time. And then um, if we do go to regionals next week, That'll be fun to probably be overnight again. So I'm looking forward to this next week just to kind of just recharge again and just kind of, you know, get my mind ready for the last uh, two months or whatever it is of the semester. Ben? Yeah, also uh, with Michael, just feels great to have a little break, um, recharge, rest, and yeah, those are my final thoughts. Well... Um, sorry to disappoint all, but 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 I want I want all the same lines with with Ben and Mike because this is spring break. Obviously, you know we you know it's technically spring break now because classes are 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 over, and um, this is gonna be our last time seeing each other in person until next Sunday. Um, we're gonna be at least Ben and I are gonna be are gonna be going home for break, get some much needed rest, and just um. And just, you know, just taking a break from everything, getting back to things that we love to do in our free time and just, you know, focusing on that because we definitely need that. It's been a long semester. We've been going through a lot. So um, just catching up on, on, on all the things that we love to enjoy in our free time and, and, and you know, get some much needed rest because for these next two months of the semester, we're definitely going to need it because it's not going to be getting any easier for us. And um, we're definitely... And we're definitely Planning on bringing y'all, bringing y'all, in a, a, a podcast episode next week. Albeit we'll be remote because 
we're we're all going to be apart. So we're going to have to do it remotely. But should should it all work out that then we that then we just may be able to keep doing this podcast over the summer, which 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 I know y'all would love to hear from us. So that's going to do it for this episode of the No BS Podcast. I'm Shay. I'm Ben. I'm Michael. And we will talk to you later.